in a world where only one man could face vertigo. He went, he faced it, he conquered, and now he's back for the Winner Winner PUBG Podcast. What is up? I'm Arjuna. I'm alive, still with you. Thanks for joining us for another week of the Winner Winner PUBG Podcast, along with my co-host, Robin. Yo! Yo, yo, holding it down very capably while I was laid out, along with the amazing contributions of Daniel and Benny. You know, I'm like, I'm starting to worry about my job here on the cast, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's in <laughs> any real danger, but uh, dude, it's good to have you back. Welcome back. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not fully recovered, but I'm definitely, you know, definitely feeling more like myself, able to sit upright and look at things. Man, I just like quick public service announcement to all of you listening. Don't get vertigo. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. Yep, I'll I'll second that just from witnessing what Arjuna went through. <laughs> my my pity level was like fully maxed out. It was bad. Oh man, it was just <laughs> it was like by far the worst I've ever felt. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, let's paint the picture. Imagine if you got like the drunkest that you've ever been and the sickest that you've ever been right Mm -hmm. and like when you when you start getting the spins really bad Mm -hmm. and you just want to like lie down in the grass because it's cold been there yep and you just want to puke up everything you've ever eaten well usually when that happens and you get drunk it lasts like an hour Mm -hmm. or something and you vomit a lot and then you go to sleep and you wake up and you feel a bit better this was like 24 hours of that it was just like no. nonstop, like the drunkest, sickest I've ever felt. You know, a week later, I still have like a little bit of it. So mm-hmm. just I got to give Robin and Tim props. You know, I'll just say that like usually when I feel that way, I stop drinking or drinking. Yeah, I, you know, this is what it's like to be an Englishman in the U.S. <laughs> on the 4th of July, you know. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> you know, we're still recovering from that ass whooping (laughs) yeah i'll just tell this one gross story about vertigo and then we can move on so it was on that day you took me to the hospital Mm -hmm. i just texted tim because i like needed my phone was running out of battery and i was like if my phone dies i have no way of communicating like i'll dehydrate to death in my room so i like send tim a text being like hey you know bro can you come and help me out so he comes in and I like turn my head to start talking to him, but just that small motion was enough to just send me puking. No. So I just like puke in front of Tim for like minutes. No. And he's, you know, he's like, uh, you know, like, what, what can I do for you, buddy? <laughs> so I, just, I like managed to like <laughs> limply point to him to plug my phone in to next to my bed. Oh and my so he does it and. I had, like, something else that I wanted him to do, but I just literally couldn't get... I was just vomiting. And eventually, mm-hmm. he's like, dude, this is gross. I've got to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. That's awesome. Anyway, I'm glad I've moved on from that. And, uh, yeah, dude, so what do we have to talk about this week? Well, we are going to talk about synergy, Arjuna. Nice. So, synergy... Those corporate words. Yes, Exactly. I think there's a Weird Al song about it, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, it's great. It's totally a a corporate lingo song. (laughs) Oh, nice. It's awesome. (laughs) Gotta check it out. Trust him to nail that. Yep. So, yeah, we're gonna talk about what what weapons go together well, basically. That's pretty much it. I guess there's a few current events, but they're, yeah, mostly synergy, which I'm excited to talk about. We've never quite, I know that we've hit a little bit on it before. But I think there's a lot more depth we can go into it with the knowledge we've accumulated about all the different weapons. So Yeah, that's that's one of the good things about being like a lazy, procrastinating podcast host mm. is that like the more you put a topic off, the more you learn about it, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. that explains the just wasteland of useful information that's been in our podcast these last 10 or so episodes <laughs> so you know, just we're just building it, should it be up the culmination of our weapons knowledge yeah yeah <laughs> exactly go no further well um yeah dude let's just like talk about some current events real quick so you were just mentioning this 
excited that uh, Islands of Nine goes into early yes. access next week. I'm really excited. So on July 12th, it comes to Steam for early access. And I'm hoping that means it's available to everybody. Um, okay. I have the answer, but that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. I'm ready for a honeymoon period with another game because we're <laughs> definitely past that with PUBG and have been for quite some time. Oh, man. Now everyone's like a curmudgeon, like old, like like everyone's in their 50s with PUBG. Yeah. Like there's nothing new that this partner is going to offer. No. We just kind of want to like go bang some hot young person and they're like (laughs) we don't know where this hot young person is yet and we're waiting for them to come and i think islands of nine might be that hot young person for like you know at least a couple months until you know battlefield and call of duty come out with their things so yeah and there's a bunch of other things in the works too yeah you know i've i've played islands of nine in its alpha and I can say that it is definitely hot and young. I don't think it's quite found its legs yet, you know? But, hey, it has time. Um, but, yeah, I found it to be, like, kind of like a halfway point between Halo and PUBG. So, if that sounds appealing to you, then you will likely enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it feels a bit more arcade The visual style is a bit more Halo-y. I, I like that. I'm mm. like, I'm ready for it. I'm super ready for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it looks like the movement is a little faster. Yeah. So it's, I like the color scheme that of the arcade, the arcade color scheme, but it's not cartoony. Right. It's not going to be a kind of a Fortnite-y scheme, color scheme or style. It's going to be, I don't know, sci-fi-ish. You yeah, know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've done a good job of like, if you actually look at it, you're like, well, it does look realistic, but it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, there's exactly, there's a lot of sci-fi stuff in there. It kind of reminds me of like Crisis or something, you mm-hmm. know, has that kind of like super suit alien thing going on. I think it, it will bring a lot of new stuff to the table. You know, it has this like super jump kind of mechanic going on. Um, so there's going to be a lot of people flying through the air. It has like a different approach to healing which which is interesting it's a little bit more like boosting as far as i know there's no like med kit like fully heal mechanic so far Mm. i don't know it's it's fresh man it's fresh Mm. i gotta say there's still some things about it that uh need polish or kind of unimpressive like for example the recoil patterns are fixed in the game so so like if you do a shot up a wall with a fully auto weapon yeah you're gonna see the exact same shape every time Hmm. so and this is something that i kind of feel like we've grown out of this yeah so you know hopefully they have plans to fix that yeah yeah anyway so july 12th look out for islands of nine we're probably gonna buy it and play it and tell you what we think about it Let's move on to our question of the week here. We didn't have a Patreon question of the week, but I just wanted to pick out uh, a comment which was made by uh, one of our community members, Retroactive. Uh, Rob, why don't you read that comment? So he says, What if in the near future they're going to add areas of Miramar and Erangel that are about the size of Sandhook to the Mini Royale playlist? They cut the most popular areas of each map and maybe create three or four more Mini Royale areas without much effort at all. They could release them in the next update. I love this idea. Yeah. Um, having a mini playlist, it's it's not much of a playlist if it only has one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Good That's point. That's a play item. A play. It's not a list, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> Single thing. No. So I see what he's doing there. He's speculating that they would add other things to it. Um, oh, right. Okay. I'm betting that... Because I haven't seen any murmurs of this idea actually being in the works, but I think we might have even mused about something like this on the show before. Mm. Um, and I think it's a good idea. I think what we're probably going to see before anything like this is the snow map, mm. which is coming yeah. in the winter. So mm. that's well-timed. And I don't know if we've explicitly heard about the size of that map, but I there's for some reason in my brain... It's a four by four, like mm. Sanok, but that could be totally unfounded. Let the rumor start here. I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, that's it. I I was thinking it would be another eight by eight, but okay. again, I don't know where I got that idea from. Okay, well, yeah, you heard it here first. Either way, <laughs> maybe they'll break the mold and do a six by six. You know, mm-hmm. that would be interesting. You heard that here too. Yeah, I think this is a great idea. I think it's a way for them to get more mileage out of what they've already done, mm-hmm. and it would really make us see the existing maps differently and change the dynamic and i think that's not a bad thing at all erangel is really interesting but there are definitely a lot of spaces that are pretty dead mm-hmm. um, and i remember you guys were talking about this before like like the whole northern side of the map really doesn't have a lot to recommend it yeah it's definitely a place where you just want to drive through it and get somewhere else yeah typically yeah exactly mm-hmm. just just like the midwest you know yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch a, a lot of heat for that. It's a grown taste. It's an acquired taste. Um, unsophisticated people might not appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Bring it on. Bring on the punishment. Uh, I'm I date a Midwesterner so and live with two of them so. I'm, mm, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Retroactive. I think that's a great idea. I hope they do it. All right, so let's talk about some current events for PUBG. It looks like they released a PC patch number 17, although, you know, what it really did, I couldn't tell you. (laughs) Yeah, they did some aesthetic changes on Sanuk, like textures for the hills and um, the temple. No, they call it the ruins now. Mm. Apparently is different. I couldn't actually notice, but I don't drop there a lot. Mm -hmm. But they changed something about the outside of it the top in particular but so that's good um looks like they also fixed the crossbow alignment which Mm. i definitely noticed was not proper um we were doing it in customs some crossbow games and it was so frustrating oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah i can can imagine i think what was more frustrating is like you you're not sure if it's just you you're like because it happens a lot where i think i should land a shot and i i don't and I'm like, yeah, that was probably me. But in this case, I was like, no, I'm pretty confident that I'm aiming at it and I should be hitting and it's not hitting. And yeah, so it looks like we're actually, we're seeing a lot of complaints about hit registration in general, not oh, just yeah. from the crossbow. I just saw a clip of Shroud taking four Car 98 shots at somebody and none of them land. And they looked like good shots. Um Someone said in the comments that they watched it in slow-mo and it looked like they all might have been a little off. So, I don't know. There's When you're doing quick shots, it, it's a little hard to tell sometimes, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if hit registration was a thing. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute here. I also like that they're doing... Uh, they say when matchmaking, the game will now display an estimated wait time for finding a match. So, I like that. I kind of doubt that it's going to be accurate but it's at least like something to watch, right? Just like a little, it's, it's kind of like the uh, Windows file transfer dialogue, you know, like, <laughs> or like the install progress dialogue. Right, right. It, it basically tells you nothing. Exactly. It doesn't correspond to time at all. <laughs> no. it'll, it'll, like the first 30 seconds of load will fill up 4% of the loading bar, and then it'll just go to 98%. And then and just it'll take park the bus, man. Yeah, ten more seconds, <laughs> and then it's done. <laughs> exactly. Just getting every last ounce out of that ninety-eight percent. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is like a very, very, very underwhelming patch. So you know, we'll just look forward to number eighteen. Let's talk a little bit more about these issues of basically like hit registration, desync. Um, people are just getting really, really, really sick of it. I don't know. I've just I've been watching videos on YouTube. I've been reading Reddit, and it's just flooded with like all of these clips of like you know this clip of Doctor Disrespect shooting someone like fifty times with an AK and and not <laughs> killing them. You know or whatever. It's just like ridiculous. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Shroud just like putting twenty bullets into someone and and they're not dead. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't. I kind of feel like I've had a couple of experiences lately that hint at this stuff, but. I don't feel like it's super commonplace. Mm. And I feel like when the videos come out online, it's really easy to point at and be like, yeah, like that's typical PUBG. But it really, I ha- if I'm being honest, I think maybe 
I don't know, one out of 50 encounters or something, like, it's a noticeable thing. And it might be slightly, like, a slight effect more often than that, but not... I don't feel like this game is, like, broken because of desync and hit registration right now, you mm. know? Well, here's a question. Do you... How much do you hot drop? Oh, I don't do that. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I think this is what's happening, is I think that there are these, you know, like, cocky streamers who like to drop at the resort or whatever. And it's just like 20 other people there. And that's when it gets really crazy. Yeah. You know know what I do is I do hot drop kind of, I'll drop at hot places, but I have special techniques where I'll kind of loot in in low key areas of hot places. (laughs) Okay. And I'll put off firefighting until about two minutes into the game is typically how I play. Okay. Um, And so by then, about half the people who landed around me are dead. So I might be missing a lot of that, that desync. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can, you can like proudly plant your flag as someone who won the hot drop while fighting nearly none of it. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) People are undoly like, Oh, this guy survived as long as I did. Like he must have blood all over his hands. And it's like, Nope, just, just being real low key, <laughs> just keeping just, my head down. Uh, you know, checked. I checked. I was checking the electrical circuit mm-hmm. in the house to make sure it was working. I'm, you know, I'll just tell like one technique I'm thinking of right now that people who play with me definitely know about, but people who don't, I want to tell you um, is I love dropping boot camp at the uh, at Zanuck. Mm. It's the one right in the middle, mm-hmm. and I I always drop in the trenches. And nobody oh, else does. Okay. And nobody looks down there. And it's got loot in it. And all the bridges across it have loot. Those are more risky. But you can get pretty well kitted just by running through and looting the trenches. It doesn't really loot out a four-man squad, but in duos it works pretty well. And so I've never been attacked while I'm down there looting. So I'll get my stuff, keep my head down, and then meanwhile i'm hearing everything around me and who's walking and who's shooting and i'll just pick like kind of who i want to single out and move on from there but if you like hot drops but don't like getting blasted in the face right away it's a good it's a good one nice mm-hmm. dude i i have not tried that try it. it it works every time i've never died in them i've dropped it like 20 times wow uh-huh okay all right all right level up yeah i mean i you know I definitely don't want for this to be a bitching podcast because there are plenty of those out there. Um, but I just have to wonder, you know, this game recently hit 50 million users mm-hmm. on the PC and the Xbox. So when you do the math on that, that is roughly one and a half billion dollars. Let's just let Whoa. that sink in for a moment. Holy shit. When 50 million people each spend $30, that adds up to 1.5 billion dollars so i'm just saying man like buy some more goddamn servers you know mm-hmm. just buy more servers get you know get a couple more hotshot coders pay them however much it takes to pay mm-hmm. your hotshot coders and just like fix it you know yeah i wonder if sheared volume and in terms of number of servers running would be enough to fix it i i suspect that there's some server architecture meaning software um that is awry sure yeah sure mm-hmm. but i don't know i don't know enough about the kind of server side of this game just pure speculation but yeah i just i feel like it's the kind of problem you can throw money at mm-hmm. and they have money and so you know i'm just i don't know i definitely join the ranks of people who feel frustrated about it it's been over a year since this has been the most popular video game in the entire world and it just would be nice to see it a bit more polished than Mm -hmm. it is yeah so anyway yeah it's kind of interesting i'm looking at the steam charts right now and this game the playership has really dropped off Mm, um we're sitting around 1.2 million concurrent players now Mm. and going back six months we were at 2.4 right so that's 
we're at half of what we used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So I had heard, everyone knows that the player ship's been dropping off. I wasn't actually aware of how much, but that's pretty dramatic. It is. Yeah. I mean, they've picked up some more players on the Xbox, you know, it's really happening on the Xbox, but still, mm-hmm. yeah, overall, fewer players. Yeah. For sure. Which is, you know, it's a testament to the de- design, because it sounds like it's laggy as hell. And not, I don't know about lag, but just performance-wise, it's not ideal on Xbox, and yet it still ha- has a huge following. So it's yeah. probably going to be a similar curve as we saw on PC. Yeah. We're, they're still in their kind of like honeymoon, maturing honeymoon phase at this point, where they're kind of getting good at the game right now, and they're not fed up with it yet, but <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. <laughs> By the time Sandhawk hits, you're going to be fucking sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> I still enjoy it. I'm probably going to play tonight. Uh, yeah, I think I will too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I know, I want to talk more about Sandhawk, but I'm just like, you know, I've been puking and working really hard and stuff, so I just don't have that much to say about it right now. Mm-hmm. But looking forward to talking more about it in an upcoming episode. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to congratulate the Xbox community for reaching their 4 million headshots in about a week goal. Mm-hmm. So well done, that is a lot of headshots. Was that four million or four hundred thousand? Well, the the old one was four million. Okay. Now they've introduced a new mode, which is called Snipe City, which is four hundred thousand uh, headshots. But uh, they have to use only the bolt action snaps, car ninety eight or M two four. Okay. So. Cool. Yeah, I, I hope they reach that one too. I guess they get rewarded with more loot. So. More loot, like in world. You know, like swag oh okay yeah that'd be funny if they like change the loot balance like okay (laughs) globally increasing loot by 10 percent job guys like dude i would do that man if if they would do that on pc yeah and that was a reward i'd I'd be all about it yeah bump up slr spawns yes Mm -hmm. yep love it it's pretty quiet on the on the development front at the moment. You know, Sandhawk came out and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I, I'm kind of wondering what's going on. If they're focused on this event passed off or yeah. what's going on. Yeah, probably. I mean, had some big pushes. Is it time to talk about the main topic? Let's do it. Synergy. Hey, Weapon sweet. choice. All right. So, yeah, this has come up. Uh, we've kind of hinted at it on the show before, and we've had some a number of people in our community ask about it. So we thought that now was the time to talk about what you choose and why. Now, I think a lot of people will play this game for a while, and they'll just start to get some kind of just kind of gut feelings about the weapons they do and don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that'll that'll start to inform your choices. But I definitely noticed when I started watching content for this game, I was like, huh, like why are these streamers always ending up with an M4 and a Car 98? Mm-hmm. You know, like what, like what, what is it about those two weapons that mm-hmm. makes them so perfect? Right. Right. I just, I couldn't, yeah, in my early stages, I just couldn't quite figure it out. And, you know, now now that we're here, I think I, I definitely have some better ideas about it. But I think that it's interesting to talk about it right now because the weapon balance is really quite different than it's ever been. And I think that, you know, the question of, for example, like, should you run an SMG instead of an assault rifle, I think is more relevant now than it's ever been in the game. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that, yeah, I'm excited to... That's why I'm excited to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think you were saying, like, you develop this kind of gut sense about what works and what doesn't. And what's tricky is when they rebalance things, you have to retrain that gut sense by using weapons that you might have trained yourself not to use. Mm, right. And so I keep trying to combat my own prejudice that I've acquired from earlier iterations of the game. And that has basically resulted in me trying to give SMGs a chance as much as I can, and I was caving and using ARs instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll get to it, man. I'm definitely going to try to plug SMGs here, and we'll see. Mm-hmm. Nice. 
Uh, all right. Well, I want to start with the big idea, which is,、um, I mean, you can play this game however you want, clearly. But one of the overarching ideas in my mind about weapon choice is that you want to try to have your bases covered over as many ranges as possible. So. The the idea is that you want to be as as effective fighting at five hundred meters as you are fighting at five meters,、mm-hmm. and how you get there is entirely up to you. But you know, I think there's there's a reason why people learn quickly in this game that like running like shotgun SMG the whole game is just probably not going to get you there. So let's talk about this classic combo right here: the assault rifle sniper. Why is this like the peanut butter and chocolate of the PUBG world? And for me, you know, historically the answer has been because this combo is the most effective over the broadest range of ranges. So let's pass this out a little bit. I think up until recently, the M4 was a really clear choice、um, because it was like ninety percent as good as an SMG up close. But it was also effective, like with a far X scope, single tapping at range, right?、Um, and so the, it, I think the the numbers have changed, and now it's not so clear. But for a very long time, the M4 was just kind of like the do everything weapon,、mm-hmm. just by itself, or like running two M4s. You know, you could have a very reasonable game. You know, and, and a lot of people would pair it with a bolt action sniper. The car ninety eight because、mm-hmm. you could do this thing where you know you land your first shot with the car ninety eight and you're trying to make it a headshot、mm-hmm. and the majority of the time unless someone has a level three helmet that would be an insta kill and then if you didn't land that sweet headshot you could switch to your assault rifle maybe slap your range scope on your assault rifle and tap someone out and finish them off、mm-hmm. and then for anything closer than that you could just use your red dot. And your M4 on full auto, and be good to go.、Mm-hmm. So that's the classic combo that we're talking about. So I think any other choice that you make in this game around your weapons, I think, has to be held up against that as the backdrop. Exactly, I I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of starting point. And any other class has to be kind of defended or justified against that that loadout right, right. there. So yeah. So a lot of the more skilled players will prefer the Car ninety eight or the M two four just because of its one shot kill nature. But you know, I think a lot of people who prefer DMRs will just go like AR plus DMR for the same reasons because the DMRs are, are better at range. But maybe you just prefer tapping people to、mm-hmm. you know trying to land that one sweet shot. Right. Yeah, I th- I think that it seems. Like a slightly less skilled choice, which、yeah. fits a lot of most players, I would say.、Mm-hmm. I don't land a lot of shot, like headshots, with a bolt action rifle. It's、um, definitely something I aim for, but I definitely feel more comfortable spamming with a mini or an SKS than I do, or even trying to land headshots with those rapidly、mm-hmm. than I do landing a Car ninety eight headshot with like quick aiming.、Um, I find I'm about as Fast as most other people, and so if it's kind of a toss-up, if I'm going to be able to land that headshot before their landing rounds into me,、mm. so I don't, yeah, I think for skilled players, it definitely makes sense to do the bolt action sniper AR combo. But for others、mm. like myself,、um, yeah, the DMR is a great choice. So what I like about the DMR, and I think you highlighted this, is that you can still land headshots with it, especially the SLR. Is feisty enough to one-shot kill、uh, a lot of people. I mean,、mm-hmm. if someone's full health with level two, you won't. But that combination of landing a headshot with the DMR and then just tapping them out one or two more times anywhere on the body—that's still pretty effective. This gets a little bit into some of the other choices you might make. But I think there's something that's really important to have in this game is the ability to land multiple shots at range. Uh, because what you'll see, this will happen a lot in the game, where maybe you'll land your first shot, and then someone will start running, and you really want to land the next couple of shots to take them out.、Mm-hmm. 
And you're just, it's going to be really hard to do it with a bolt action. And so I think this is what recommends the DMR a lot is that, you know, maybe you'll hit someone and they'll start running and they're like 300, 400 meters away. Mm-hmm. And you just, you just want to get off a lot of shots. Yeah. You know? Right. Or, yeah, it's tricky. I guess I watch a lot of streamers and so they're very good at landing those long range shots. I think the further you are away, the more viable the bolt action is. Because the less likely, especially if you're seeing people that don't see you, which happens a lot at long range, then the bolt action really has an edge. Because um, it's kind of worth the extra time to aim and hit somebody, and you're not in as much danger, typically. But because I think spamming is, is pretty hard at long range, too. So I don't know. If you have a good shot, again, it comes down to skill. Um, if you can land the shots, I think even at that longer range w- with people moving, say running across a hillside or something like that, um, landing those those bolt action shots is damaging, very damaging. Yeah. I just think that there are a lot of situations in which like, you, you just want to send as many bullets downrange as you can. Mm. And especially if someone's running maybe they're running sideways in your vision at 300 meters. It can just be really hard to land those clutch, like bolt action headshots, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, just, it's, I think it's that kind of a situation which the DMR is ideally suited for. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I think that that's like a, that really highlights a difference in the way that people play. And is is a reason why I think that you would be incentivized to choose the DMR over the bolt action. So let's talk about some alternatives then. Robin, let, let's talk about SMGs. Okay. Because, you know, that's kind of the, that's one of the big question marks here. Yeah. So I keep trying to make the case to myself to use SMGs more. And it was helpful because I just revisited some of the stats today and... I was trying to kind of build out the case, like, what are the benefits of using an SMG versus the AR? And basically, what it comes down to is a handle a little bit more steadily. I feel like you can do, like, the ump and even the vector are kind of notoriously stable guns, especially when you have them compensated and if you have some foregrips on them. And also, they have a faster ADS speed. And this makes me, just that that quicker ADS, I'm thinking about fast peaking, where you might peak and aim and just send a couple of shots downrange at somebody doing the same thing, and then maybe peak the other side of the tree, or just do these quick little mini peaks. And that faster ADS, I think, could really matter when you're Mm. doing stuff like that. If you're running out in the open, and you and the other players see each other at the same time, that faster ADS is going to give you a little bit of an edge, but if you're having to ADS repeatedly, I think that's where the faster ADS really shines. And mm. so I'm trying to kind of get that into my head and think of that as, as a good use case for the SMG as something I should be running around with um, when I don't see anyone yet or when I when I think I'm going to end up in a like kind of close to mid-range battle, especially close though. Like yeah. really, I don't feel that comfortable spamming um, an ump at somebody who's mm, maybe a hundred meters is the max. Yeah, I would really want to do that at. I would agree. In yeah. fact, I think really up to fifty meters mm-hmm. is where I feel like the SMG shines. Yeah. No, I think you're right. That that case that you made it really makes the SMG shine in like for example um, a lot of the house battles that you're going to have on Sandhawk. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got these like little villages with these clusters of houses. There's a lot of this like vaulting out of windows and people running around behind houses and shooting you through the windows and stuff like that and that's like the ideal use case for an smg Mm -hmm. is that you just want to be able to get it up quickly and you know take them down quickly (laughs) so get it up people get it up (laughs) quickly yeah um just to note on that just speed in general, it, the movement speed is affected by the gun you carry. Mm. It's kind of small, though. And so I feel like it's a little bit of a wobbly case to make the movement speed case. And it, just subjectively, when you run around and switch weapons, you can kind of tell there's a little difference, but there, it's very small. 
like holding an AR versus an SMG, for example. And so I just looked up the stats here quick, and you move 2.3% faster with an SMG than with an AR, right? It's like, it's not really quite enough to make it worth it in a way. Um, If you're comparing it to a shotgun, then you move 3.5% faster with an SMG than you do with the shotgun, mm-hmm. which is like getting up into into relevant territory, maybe, but it's not quite. Like, I, I actually wish that we saw more of a disparity in movement speeds in this game where it was actually kind of applicable and, and worth really leveraging mm. and that you would take a hit for carrying um, a larger weapon and, and be benefited by carrying a smaller one, which really makes a lot of sense. Um, I was just out shooting guns recently and holding and carrying um, an old Mosin, which is like a Car 98, it is a heavy-ass gun. It, yeah. <laughs> it, it is fatiguing to hold and to aim. Um, mm. And comparing that to something tiny like an ump, which I've never fired, but... Um, even that the AR that we were firing was just a lot easier to hold and handle um, than something like that. So it would be cool to see that reflected more in the game. Mm. Um, realistically, I'm not sure if it affects like someone's run speed all that much, but I just think it's it's one more way that they could give kind of do some balancing with with how the game plays. Because um, it like I was just talking to you earlier in the kitchen, Arjuna, and it's it's always an uphill battle for me to convince myself not to use an AR. It yeah. just, it, it feels far and away like the best weapon choice. Um, and they did a pretty good job with the, the balancing to shift it a little bit the other direction. But I think in terms of versatility and power and stability and just, just all of that, the, the ARs still stand out. That said, uh, I, I want to try to use an SMG DMR combo just to kind of see how it plays and to see if the SMGs handle and do damage a little bit better than I, I fully grasp. Because mm. um, I, I do think that a lot of my kind of subjective model of the SMGs was built up back when they weren't as good as they are now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about this. Why... Why do you think that the SMG is a better combo with the DMR than, say, with the bolt action? Um, again, it comes down to skill level. Mm. And so if I was really confident in my ability to acquire target accurately and fire, I would go with bolt action. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely, sometimes I feel like doing that, and I I feel like it's a safer option for me to go with the DMR and have the option at least to spam, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because if you come up on someone mid-range or you're in a a battle suddenly, then, you know, and you have a a bolt-action rifle, you're either switching weapons immediately or you're trying to land that first shot. And lining up a shot with a bolt-action is... You know, I think like the first thing I would do is I'd either go for cover or I would stop and try to line up the shot, which is a very vulnerable position. Yeah, to sit still and try to line up a shot on somebody um, at mid range when they if you see each other. So, yeah, agreed. I, I definitely I just feel more vulnerable with the bolt action. Mm-hmm. So, I think you're right. That I agree with you. I feel like again it highlights this need to have an effective like semi-automatic tapping weapon at mid-range like it's just it's a very important part of this game Mm -hmm. and it's a really important part of the dynamic of gunfights and i think you can go without it but i think you're always stronger with a weapon in your arsenal that can do that Mm -hmm. so if you don't have an assault rifle uh you know because the smg is just shit at it like there's you know you're not going to slap a far x on your hump and try to land no. those 150 meter shots no. like it's just mm-hmm. a bad idea the, the bullet speed is way too low yeah yep. and even yeah and you just the number of shots you have to land is kind of absurd yeah so you know I, that, that's what makes me want to prefer dmr if i'm using an smg mm-hmm. like i'm willing to take that i'm willing to give up that instant headshot 
um, in order to have that greater versatility. Yeah. In a way, it just feels like a, a closer range version of the bolt action AR loadout. Because mm. I feel yeah. like the effective range of both the bolt action and the AR are are longer than the DMR and the SMG. Yeah. And so it it kind of is just a scaled down version of the two, but not to say less effective. Um, I do feel like the, the kind of relevant scope of most battles is well within the range of a DMR and um, SMG setup. Right. So, yeah. So now here's an interesting thing is that I was just watching a, a Wacky Jackie video recently. Shout out to Wacky Jackie. And he did some tests and he actually discovered that a suppressed SMG is about as quiet as a VSS. Mm, yeah. And so that's that's like a suppressed SMG is dramatically quieter than a suppressed assault rifle. Mm. So what can we extrapolate from this? If you're playing the stealth game, if you're the kind of person who's like edging the circle, maybe if you like camping, you know, maybe, or maybe if you like running into the center of the circle and camping houses, stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, th- you know, that difference in sound is massive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be a reason to prefer, a lo- you know, like an SMG DMR loadout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's it's one of those things I think of when I try to convince myself to use the SMG is I see it as like having, um, say, a foregrip, a good foregrip, either angled or half grip or vertical combined with a silencer, especially for Sanok, right? Mm. Because in Sanok, you're, everybody's somewhat close, right? right? I mean, in, in a way. And so having a silenced SMG you're not going to get flanked as, as often as if no. you're, when you're using another gun because it's so easy to get flanked on that map when you're in a battle with another squad. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't resolve right away, you pretty much have to be have your head on a swivel and, and be making sure you're not getting flanked. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, it's true. And another thing to think about is that if you are better at mid-range with you know like for example if you're the kind of person who can land some sprays or bursts with an smg at 100 meters you you know another player might have no idea where you are Mm -hmm. right so this could be like um you could have like an ump with a 2x right and you could be about 100 meters away and you could just totally own someone and they would they would have such a hard time figuring out where yeah. you were. I think that's about the max hearing distance for a silenced SMG. Yeah, 100 exactly, meters, 100 so. meters. And yeah. that, it's going to be really quiet at 100 meters since right. that's the maximum. Really, I mean, that's a huge case for the SMG. The tricky thing is it is hard to take somebody down completely at 100 meters. It is. With yeah. an SMG, but yeah. it's almost, a, it's kind of a fun, it's a fun way to think about how to build a class is actually just pick up the weapons that you have silencers for mm. especially so mm. everyone should just be hoarding smg silencers and if you're just if you can have a whole squad kitted out with silence smgs that is a deadly squad yeah right that there. would be ninja dude yeah dude that's a dream love it mm-hmm. so yeah that that's just another example of how play style comes into it you know because i i think Again, like if you're playing solo and you're just like a macho, you know, you're confident in your ability, then maybe the AR bolt action is the better way to go. Mm -hmm. But a lot of us aren't that person, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, we have to play to our strengths and also just the the parts of this game that we enjoy. Like I, I do now and then enjoy a stealth game. All right, so we hit the SMGs. Now let's talk about shotguns, man. <laughs> I mean, okay. I don't know. It might be a short discussion because really, like, who hangs on to shotguns? Oh, I know. I, know. I really I like them when they work. Yeah. And every now and then, I get a really fun kill with them. That makes me think, like, why don't I use shotguns more? Yeah. But it's just it's it's kind of far and few between. Like I I, sh- I double shot at a guy with the double barrel at about forty meters the other day just two shots and he was down and i was like huh okay i mm. guess my teammate had shot him too 
And I talked to him and he's like, no, I didn't shoot that guy. And I was just like <laughs> totally dumbfounded. Like, how did I take that guy down in a double tap with a double barrel at that distance? But yeah, um, that's about, that's pretty lucky. Generally, I think of shotties as like 20 meter kill guns. Right. Um, so, and we're a lot less. And actually, bef- since we're talking about shotties, it's become a practice of mine to pick up the sawed off. Oh, okay. And to just forego having a shoddy in any other slot. Mm-hmm. And because it's a really nice backup weapon, um, especially at, in close quarters. Like someone's rushing, you like, you, you peek and you blow your magazine out of whatever automatic weapon you're using. And then they're, they're approaching and you, they think they're going to catch you in a reload. You just do a quick weapon swap to the sawed off and blast them. It's awesome. <laughs> nice. Have, have you actually pulled this off? Mostly in war mode. Okay. Yep. But I've gotten a lot of kills in war mode that way. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that, exactly. That's the great thing about war mode is it teaches you these little tricks. Yeah. Well, and especially now that you can put a choke on it. That's, oh, yeah. You know, that's a huge game changer right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should give the sawed off more credit, you know, mm-hmm. especially since, you know, I went through that phase where I thought it was cute to have a silenced pistol as my backup, and I'm just over it, dude. <laughs> I'm just fucking over it. Ditto, know? ditto. I'm over it, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally went through that same phase. Yeah. I think it was like my first six months or something of playing this game. I was like, yeah, I have to have my silenced pistol. Never used it. Never yeah, used it. Dude, so. it's just, that's, that's some peewee shit. I think yeah. I used it at once, effectively, in, in Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. when I think it was squads or something and the rest of my squad was dead and I just like was prone in the grass like trying to pick people off yeah <laughs> it, it like worked for a killer too and then yeah that's it you know it's yeah. worked for me as well but mm-hmm. you know just lining up a good headshot would have worked just as well really so mm-hmm. yeah I feel like the moral of the story here is that hanging on to shotguns into the game is just probably something you do for style points. I can't really give any kind of cogent strategy around... Um, well, okay. I, I think there actually is a good strategy okay. for it. Which is... Lay it on me. That the way that game usually flows is you drop at a spot with buildings, you loot the buildings, and then you travel through the woods or some other wild feature of the map... And then you get to more buildings, and then you start going into loot mode again. I think that when you go to high-density urban areas, a shotgun is a very good weapon to have out, mm. or, or at least to have available. Um, and to, and then, it, you know, it changes your tactics a little. Like, I wouldn't want to be prowling people, but if I could bait people to come into a building that I'm in, a shotgun is my first choice That's for, true. for a weapon to have. Yeah. So just depends on play style. It, yeah. it actually does remind me, I remember a long time ago, I watched a Choco Taco video. Mm-hmm. And he had this game where it was End Circle in um, George. Oh, no, it was Yasnaya. End Circle in Yasnaya. And the cool thing about that is that you can tell pretty quickly in Yasnaya whether the last circle is going to be like in buildings or not right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so he identified this and he was like you know what I just don't really need my sniper anymore Mm -hmm. so he's just rocking um yeah he's rocking like rifle shotgun exactly and dude he did mm -hmm. work with that shotgun and it's true because he was holding you know he was in the last couple of circles and he was just holding buildings and though all these people would like breach the door and he'd just two tap them with his with his double barrel. Oh man. You know? Was and, he in solos? Yeah, it was solos. Okay, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah, I think double barrel's perfect for solos. Right. Um, if a squad comes through the door. That's true. You probably want an S twelve or something. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But uh-huh. that that did make a really strong case for the late game shotgun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I wouldn't, it's the kind of, like, I wouldn't just roll out with it, you know? I wouldn't mm-hmm. be, like, first circle, second circle, like, all right, you mm-hmm. know, pushing for that urban ending with my shotgun. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think it's, like, if if you're in the final circle and, and you're in some houses and you find that double barrel, it might actually be the thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a good thing to remember. I think a lot of us get into this mode where we just have our preferred loadout and it just makes us feel safe. And I think that we forget that, like, there are weapons everywhere and that we can switch them at any time. I think that's a great point. Yeah. Um, it does, 
I find it a little bit arduous to switch weapons, especially once they start acquiring a lot of attachments. That's true. And once back backpack space starts to run out, um, I think that's the main reason we don't do it. But I, I, you do bring up a good point um, that we can do that. You know, it's it's almost like if if you're going to be in a city for a while, even if you plan to leave, it might make sense to drop a sniper, keep whatever attachments you need for it, switch to a shotgun, and then when you're on your way out of town, pick up that sniper again maybe so yeah mm-hmm. yeah well you know if if you're playing this situation where you're like for these next couple of circles i'm going to be holding this apartment building right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then it might yeah it really makes sense to just get that double barrel and you know post up and, and do what you're going to do and then just as soon as it's time to leave the building you just pick up whatever other weapon it was right mm-hmm. so you that's a thing you can do and the more i think about it the more i, I want to try it and i like that idea yeah yeah. All right. Cool. Um, just a last note. I wanted to recommend that I think it's always good to have at least one full auto weapon in your arsenal. And it's just for multiple reasons. Like sometimes you need to kill more than one person, right? Like mm-hmm. especially in squads, it's just a really good idea to, to, you know, have a weapon that can have a bigger mag and that can just put out a lot of damage. But I think even in solos, sometimes you just get multiple people at once that you have to fight. And it really makes a stronger case for being able to to just lay on the trigger and lay some people down. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, a full auto weapon kind of takes the place of a shotgun anyway for that just quick damage per second. So anyway, that's, that's just my little public service announcement. I, I think people know that but mm-hmm. just in case it's good to have yeah i agree and, and ars are i would say ars and maybe even the tommy gun are are kind of f- full foolproof in a way more so than say the the uzi or the vector just because you're not gonna run out of ammo too quickly mm, so you can kind of right. afford to have a couple of sloppy sprays and still have a little bit left to finish somebody off, mm-hmm. which is just not really true for the Uzi or the Vector. Um, and yet the Tommy gun, I kind of want to give it a chance um, some more. I could see myself tonight doing maybe a mini um, Tommy gun combination. Mmm, spicy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I dig just, it. Yeah, because mini, the mini is more versatile. I think it's the most versatile of the SLRs just because of the low the, recoil. The DMRs, you mean? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the SLR. I'm never going to refuse it. No, it's dope. Yeah, but it is a bit bouncier mm-hmm. than the the Mini. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some players in our Discord have actually been giving some love to the Mini. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those weapons that like people kind of moved on from it, and it got a lot of bad rap. And, you know, a lot of pro streamers were like, just pick up an M16, it's better, you know? Mm. But... Um, we forget sometimes that it has the fastest bullet velocity of any weapon in the game. Mm, mm-hmm. And that coupled with the fact that you can put higher than a 6x scope on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, you know, I yeah. think, yeah, I think that that weapon deserves your attention. I mean, okay, I still hate it, but it deserves <laughs> your attention. So. I think it's like, it's, it's really well suited for like the 2x to 3x range um two two x and three x scopes that is yeah and Mm -hmm. even if i was in close quarters as long if i had a red dot on it i'd feel pretty confident actually um it's just this the spamming ability of it oh yeah really good so yeah i remember there was a game i was playing in el pozo once and i was on like a second story building and max was in the street below and these two players came out just of nowhere and they took him down Mm -hmm. and they were looting him and I just like popped up and I all I had was a mini and I was just iron sight and I just was able to spam quick enough to just down both of them before they even knew where I was nice. you know yep. and so it was just it, it, it really sobered me to the power of that weapon mm-hmm. like it, it can really put out that much damage yeah so yeah it, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a tough sell I guess I could see the case for the M16 because the bullet velocity is it's up there i well i the, the speed is 990 for the mini which mm. is actually about 100 meters per second faster it's it's yeah it's fast yep and mm-hmm. but it only does four more damage 46 versus uh 42 for mm-hmm. all of the 556 rifles right mm-hmm. so yeah 
Yeah. I don't know. If it's extended and, and compensated, damn good choice. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. All right. So a last thing here is I just wanted to mention um I don't know if everyone does this. It's a good idea to do this if you don't already do this, is to start thinking about kind of your default way for organizing your weapons in your inventory. And so the first that I heard of this was people saying, I always put my assault rifle in my number one slot. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, just to be like, because there are so many situations in the game where you're like, I need my rifle and you want to get that muscle memory in there. Mm -hmm. Now, for me, I think about it a bit differently. And I think you maybe do as well, Robin, Mm -hmm. where I think about my slots as being like, close range, long range. And so the way that I do this is in my number one or my top slot, I always put whatever my closer range weapon is, whether Mm. it's a shotgun or if it's my assault rifle with a red dot on full auto. And then, you know, I'll put my sniper or my DMR or just whatever it is in my second slot. So like, for example, another thing I'll do is I'll put my shotgun in my number one slot and I'll put my SMG in my number two slot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it's just it's just that way of programming my brain. Like if I'm in a close encounter, I just use this weapon. And if I'm in a longer range encounter, I use that weapon. So if you were doing AR sniper, the AR would be a number one slot? Yes, okay. exactly. Yeah. For some reason, I think it's it goes back to Call of Duty, where when you, in that game, I don't know how it works anymore, but... Basically, you would choose a class, and you'd have a primary and a secondary weapon. And the primary weapon was always like an AR, or maybe even an SMG, or a sniper, or an LMG, like any of those, like mm. all the basically the big guns. And then your secondary slot was basically just a pistol. Mm. Okay. And so for me, I'm always used to thinking of the main gun as like the biggest. And so it's kind of like... For me, snipers, I was going one, and ARs go to number two. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's. I think I'm backwards from you. And if I'm running AR shoddy, then my pr- I think of my AR as my primary and my shotgun as my secondary. Um, even huh. though when I'm doing sniper AR combo, I'm probably using my AR most of the time. I don't know. I just think of it's, a sniper has to be number one. Really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. That's interesting. It's like the heavy, heavy puncher. And mm-hmm. so do you not like, um, do you always remember that? Like, cause what I would be afraid of is if I was in like some house breach situation, right? Mm-hmm. I would just want to know that I could hit the key and reliably bring up the weapon I need for that close range fight. You know, mm-hmm. or let's say I'm jumping out of a vehicle and there's someone right. It's just like in an emergency situation. I want to mm-hmm. be able to trust myself to pull out that close range weapon. I see. Do you ever find that like when your when your brain goes into like reptilian mode that you're like pulling out the wrong weapon? Or does I, that not happen to you? I, the only time it happens is when I accidentally flip the slots. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which yeah. isn't super often. Like if I just pick up a new weapon sometimes. Yeah. I but I no, it's it's really second nature to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, an interesting thing to note here is that this isn't really a problem on the Xbox, or at least I can't think of it being a problem. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but on the Xbox, you just hit one button to toggle between your two main weapons. So it's it's just like whichever weapon you don't have selected is the one that's oh, going to come up. Oh, that's, that's kind of nice. Yeah, it is kind of nice. Yeah. I think it's very convenient. Yeah. On the PC, it's it's really, you know, a problem to be solved. Um, because, like, if you're using a scroll wheel, you, be, you definitely have to know which weapon you're pulling up. You know, you don't want to be pulling up your pan when you need your AR, right? So... Um, Anyway, that's just like an interesting thing to think about. But yeah, on the PC, I think it really does matter which slot you have your weapons in. And no matter what your system is, I just recommend having a system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and most people do. They just have their own thing figured out. It's totally subjective. Yeah. The important thing, I think, is to be consistent for whatever you do. And most people are habit creatures of habit like, like you and I. So they probably just have their own thing that works for them. Might yes, be totally indeed. random <laughs> and haphazard. 
like ours kind of sound like when we explain it it's like what why do i do that well, like like <laughs> like yours sounds like i thought you're like i couldn't follow yours i was like but when you have a sniper like the more close range gun like i i don't know i guess yours kind of has some consistency but no i mean i yeah it's it's clearly just as arbitrary as anyone else's system mm-hmm. but you know it, it's the one that makes sense to me so mm-hmm All right. Well, thanks for hanging with us for that sometimes meandering topic. Robin, what's uh, what's coming up this week? Do you have a challenge for us? Mm. You know what, dude? Let's do this. Mm -hmm. Let's just do a challenge, which is one of your weapons has to be a shotgun. Oof. That's it. Wait, okay. So you're welcome to have anything else. You know, you're welcome to rock whatever else you want. But I think following this challenge will make you think more about, like, how to work the shotgun into your arsenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Sawed off all the way. No problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that what you mean? Can we do sawed off? Does that meet the challenge? No, no. Yeah, it has to be one of your main stuff. Oh, man. Because I'm, like, not excited about... I'm excited about the SMG, dude. That's what I'm excited about. All right. Well, you know, fair enough. For the for the scared amongst you, yeah, you can expand it to one of your weapons has to be a shotgun or an SMG. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's give you bonus points for doing both. Okay. That sweet shotgun Ooh. SMG loadout. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Our custom schedule for this upcoming week. So we'll have Robin at 6 p.m. Pacific time on Monday, and it'll be either me or Soko at 6 p.m. Pacific time on Tuesday. And then um, we're also going to have Soko on Saturday, and uh, I don't, I, I think he's been changing his times a little bit, so you can check our Discord for the timing on that. Uh, he's also been thinking about maybe doing like a Thursday or a Friday. So, you know, just, just check him for more details on that. Mm-hmm. We should make a calendar for this. Right. I think it's hard because there's just some inconsistency aside. Like Monday and, and Tuesday have been really inconsistent or really consistent. And mm. then um, I felt like actually for a while we were pretty consistent, but some of our guest hosts have um, other important things going on right now. And and Arjuna, you have too. I and know. So, I've, yeah, yep. I've been out. Mm-hmm. So it's we'll definitely work on that, but um, you can count on this Monday having customs, and we'll try to announce any other kind of commitments um, or any other scheduled custom sessions on the Discord. Cool. So. And of course, you can always find more information about that in our schedule instructions channel under the customs heading in our Discord. Mm-hmm. So that's really the best place to go. Any any schedule changes, cancellations, upcoming schedules, they're all going to be mentioned there. Speaking of customs, we just tried, I was calling it capture the flag mode. It's not really capture the flag. Basically what we would do is we would get an orange jumpsuit and put it in the middle of the map on war mode. And then we'd have two teams of up to 10 players. And like, this is all in custom. So like everyone's kind of following rules. We drop, we go to the middle, figure out where we're going to put the jumpsuit and then we have the two teams go to the different sides of the map to their bases. And then the, the two teams have to collide in the middle, try to get the jumpsuit and bring it to the other team's base to get a point. And to the other team's base. Yes. Yes. Damn. Yep. That sounds hard. It was it was really fun. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yep. And you can when you drop out of the plane, you can drop wherever you want. Um, so keeping tabs on where that jumpsuit is is, is crucial and having good communication and um yeah, it was really fun. Ah, that sounds amazing, man. Mm-hmm. That also sounds like a relatively low setup cost mode. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these special custom modes, it takes like 10 minutes to get it all lined up. Yeah, at least. Yeah. yeah. So so this sounds like a really, you know, like how like it probably took, what, like one or two minutes at the beginning of each match? Well, so when we did four on four, it took, I'd say about two to three minutes, mm-hmm. yeah, to mm-hmm. get set up. Uh, usually around three, Okay. once everyone kind of knew what was going on. Um, and then between rounds, you have to get everyone back to their bases. Usually we would sw- swap bases between rounds. Oh, okay. Yep. And then get it started up again. And that takes about a minute and a half to swap. Right. So, you know, the more, the bigger it is and the more players there are, the, the longer the rounds are going to take. Yeah. Um, but it was really fun. Just good teamwork stuff. So nice. Oh, I'm, I can't wait to try that out. That sounds mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us again for another week. And of course, we keep talking about our Discord, but it's really the place to be if you want to get more involved with the podcast and the community. So, you know, like, for example, our two guest hosts who've appeared twice on this show, um, we selected them from the Discord. They're also mods. So, it's, yeah, it's just a really great way to get stuck in. And, uh, you know, if you want to contribute or if you just want to get more out of your experience then that's a great place to start. Uh, we also have a subreddit, which is a great place to post some longer discussions or just, you know, if you're a Reddit user, that's a great place to go and hang out with other PUBG players. And we also have an Xbox community. It's a, an Xbox club. So if you go into the club section of, of your Xbox menu and you just search for winner winner, uh, will pop up. And that's a pretty happening spot. There's discussions that happen there. People post, you know, videos and, um, you know, there's LFGs in there. So it's basically just like the Xbox version of our Discord channel. So find that. And um, we also have a Patreon. So if you like what you hear and you'd like to hear more of it and you'd like to support us in the development of this show, then, you know, head over to the Patreon and give us a few bucks. It really helps. And it also qualifies you to ask a question of the week if you want to do that. Um, and, you know, plus new benefits that we will give in the future as well, which we're, you know, to be honest, haven't thought that much about. But, you know, it's, it's a thing that we will work on. So anyway, Robin, who did the intro and the outro music for this show? That's the Gazelles. You can find them in our show notes on, at their Facebook site. So cool. thanks, guys. All right. Thank you, Gazelles. Love your music. Yeah, thank you guys so much. It feels, it's an honor to be back with you. You know, I really enjoyed uh, listening to the show when I was away. But, you know, it just feels really good to do this every week. And even though it takes work and, you know, sometimes I grumble about it or the editing sessions can be long or whatever. Like, the truth is that I just really love doing it. And my couple of weeks away from it really highlighted that for me. I really missed it. So anyway, um, just thanks for listening to me. It really means a lot to me that you care, basically, that people keep coming back week after week. And um, so, yeah, that's my little sentimental kind of (laughs) near-death reflection. (laughs) I love you guys. (laughs) Just be the best. So, yeah, anyway, feels good to be back. Right on, man. Cool. It's good to have you back. It's nice to be able to like have the side seat again on the show. <laughs> side seat. Yeah. You've been pretty like driving the show. Pretty I would uh, like kind of happy to like let you drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I dare say maybe it feels good to play the role of Robin again. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I like I like being main host too. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The host, well, host, but you, you do a damn good job of it. Gotta say. Cool. All right. Well, until next time, catch you later. Yep. See you guys.